is for me All they want what I'm doing Every day in the studio Every day in the studio Every day no fully shit In the streets with the ease on In the streets with the hoodie up Play no games Podcast slash show Oh, oh okay um, the most <laughs> traveling, dangerous podcast last show. Oh, um, I don't know what uh was picked up by the camera in the back, but we got uh our main man Bradley as a studio audience, and he was dropping some knowledge. Him and some fruit, yeah, some fruit off the tree right here. Man, Arthur's having a very deep conversation. But before we get into those things, um, yo, um, like we always say, the most traveling podcast, you know. In Portland, and you absolutely, know, we'll pop up at your grandma's house. Exactly. I don't know what we said in that last episode, but you know, we here today. So, anywho, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 yeah, we be, y'all know we be lying and shit. Uh, but um, if you like what we're not doing, really lying, but we be we be everywhere and shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the truth. <laughs> um, if you like what you're doing, please like, comment, and subscribe. Um, we would really, really, really appreciate it. It um, it's very easy. Uh, it takes ten less than ten billion seconds. I don't know. That math was horrible. Uh, it's probably like anyway. Anyway, all I'm saying: like, comment, subscribe. Help us grow. Help us be the best kept secret in Portland. So when we blow up, y'all can be one of those cool hipsters. And if you really want to help us out, please um, donate. Uh, dollar sign hero bob help grow the podcast i have these fun buttons i really can't press until i get some more monies so if you want to help out monies monies uh, monies um but we got to talk about the elephant in the room um cost is not here today and why he gotta be an elephant though why you gotta do him like that (laughs) i'm not saying (laughs) why you gotta it's a figure of speech it's a figure of speech yeah i know but you, you can't do my dog like that okay um right now cost is you know uh, is on his Mulan right now. Oh, Let's get down to business. To defeat. <laughs> um, no, right now he's. Oh uh, shit. Um, he'll um he'll be back. What do you call it? But you know he's not here. That's fine. What do you call it? But there's that. But uh, other than that, you got anything? Nah, What's man. What's going on with you? Ah, uh, shooky, shooky. Now, uh, nah, it's uh. I don't really have too much, man. It's been, it's definitely been up and down roller coaster. But uh, you know, as 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 my man in the audience has been talking, we gotta we gotta stay positive with everything that we're doing. So I'm, I'm gonna try and spin it on the positive night. Uh, you know, I got a lot of positive things going, and and moving forward, my podcast is starting season two here pretty soon. I have my first recording next week. Um, nice, it's gonna be all audio. Um, we have Madre Teresa. So if you haven't heard of Madre Teresa, she's a uh, um, a Spanish cuisine you can order online, uh, Madre Teresa's on Instagram. Um, she does uh, a lot of different foods. Um, food is actually very good. Uh, and uh, so it's something that I'm looking forward to. Uh, she's going to bring it on our first podcast introduction. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait because I've missed it. Um, ah. um, she does papusas, if you know what those are. Uh, mm-hmm. They're I'm like... <clears throat> They're like a dough, and they're usually stuffed with stuff inside of them, and they're flattened and fried on both sides. And she does them vegan, so she usually does like a she does a um, a jackfruit one, and she does like a seitan chicken one, um, and then she has like an all cheese one too. And it's they're all great, like they're all great papusas. And uh, 
So look out for her. Make sure you pop up online for her and she orders and deliver or when you order, she'll deliver. So uh, that's a, a great person, especially right now during the pandemic and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Pull up on her. Yeah. So I've been doing that. And then, uh, you know, I'm still I'm, I'm back to coaching. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to pull away from it, but I'm, I'm coaching girls basketball, which has been uh, been pretty interesting. Girls are definitely different than guys when it comes to hoop. Um, hmm. It's definitely. Uh, what do you mean by that? Oh, where do I start? Especially at the high school level, I think it's like <clears throat> the idea of work ethic is is different. Um, they work hard, but it's not like at the same speed as guys. Um, and so that's that's definitely different. Um, <laughs> then on top of that, I think girl high school, there's a lot of drama. Um, and a lot of times that gets carried over to the, the basketball court. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, you mean like, you know, you kind of get used to it after, but some of it, I'm just like, yeah, that shouldn't be. Yeah. None. But, uh, You're preparing yourself to get canceled. Guys moving faster speeds, drama. What, what else? What else? No, nah, I mean, it's high school though. So it's like, oh, fair, fair, fair. you know, once you get to the pros, it's a lot different. Like, yeah. I feel like. A lot of those women are faster than a lot of men, uh, and they have a, a a better game than men, especially like high school or college college pro level. And yeah, yeah. and people forget about that. Like you know, high school is one thing. Definitely, men in high school are a lot stronger, faster. But when you yeah. start climbing into being an adult, there's a little bit of a difference. I know there's a lot. I mean, kind of just stick on the sports side, but you know, look at Shakira, right? She, the the runner. Um, mm-hmm. I think I say it right. Mm. No, sh- what is it? Check your ass again. No, no, no. The the sprinter, uh, the the Olympic runner, real fast. Smoking that weed. Yeah, it was smoking. Yeah, is, did I say it right? I, 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 sure. Shikara, 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 whatever. Anyway, one of the fastest women in the world, right? Like, she was beating a lot of guys. You, oh, thousand. You know what I'm saying? And they're both running 100 meters. So you got to put that in perspective too. And it's it's yeah, she's quote unquote rare but there's actually a lot of the Allison Felix was faster than a lot of guys and she won multiple gold championships you know what I'm saying or gold medals I said gold championships gold medals and you know like so <clears throat> we can't just and that's the one thing I love about track too because it, it it track is what you do and it's more about it gives you results right now like basketball is a little bit different your results don't show right away sometimes but track gives you your results today and I'm gonna be honest. I really wish in the Olympics, like if you're watching it, like in live, where you have mm-hmm. like the Olympic athletes like running, and then it's like the Hunger Games, and like if your name gets pulled, like you have to go. So we can oh, show shit. the difference. Cause like this is why I'm bringing this up. I'm not gonna out this person, but I have a family member. <laughs> family member who said that they could be a WMUA woman yeah WMUA woman or college I think it was a college woman in like a game of like basketball yeah. and I was like <clears throat> I was like mm. Ooh. so I, I'm not gonna say who this person was so I had my I had my first experience not, with that. I, have, I, had a, I had a huge experience with that it was a wake up call for me and this is what changed my mentality for <clears throat> sorry for women in sports I went to 24 hour fitness uh-huh. playing basketball uh-huh. and got picked up on a team. It was like, oh, you're guarding her. And I was like, whatever. Okay. It's a female, whatever. I'll, I'm going to play. Hmm. Um, you know, she scored all their points on me <laughs> and, and it wasn't like, 
it wasn't just like wide open shoot. It was like one, two with the ball crossover in and out, come off a screen, step back, jump shot, like spin move. And afterwards everyone started laughing. I was like, Oh, so y'all didn't tell me she hooped and like, (laughs) and she ended up playing in the WNBA for a while. She was playing overseas. Like she was a hooper hooper. And, and I was like, Oh, mad respect. I was like, you know, like, that was like a real wake up call for me because like growing up, I mean, like I knew my sister was an athlete. Like I knew yeah. women were good, but like when you actually get to see like top notch women really freaking play, they'll put they'll put you on some skates, bro. Like, and that's anybody. Like, and that is what people don't understand. Like, that's anybody. And so, you know, shout out to all the women in sports, man. Um, Big shout out. You know, keep killing it. Keep representing for for the ladies themselves. And the W's in the chat. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, that that was a, a firsthand experience for me to be like, you have to change your mentality when it comes to just sports in general. Like, take advantage of, like, women are a little bit different, but they're not bad. They're not, oh, look. They're not, like, they might not be as tall as men, but a lot of them can kill a lot of those NBA players off and bad, like. You know, like the crazy thing about it is like me uh, growing up and figuring out that I had like a knack and talent for tennis, like growing up, like, like you just regularly just, um, what do you call it? Just play like with any and everyone. Right. Mm. And like being on like the traveling team and all the other stuff in between, um, like I would play women in tennis in like cool like beginning level tennis like when you just play people yeah. before like they section you off in tournaments like you you know like all right you know she's sitting on that you know that that two-handed backhand she she'll crack that shit like and like but like obviously one of the things i want to you know pay homage to serena like you know obviously when you get you know more in collegiate levels things like that you know serena definitely did say that you know you know she couldn't beat certain men or things or anything like that but it's kind of like yeah, I I think you could. Like, I think you're selling mm. yourself short. Like, mm. like don't get me wrong. I would say like the top ten men. Like, I get it because like you know. But I'm just kind of like, yeah, some of them on the back end. I, I think if you uh, sit right there in that pocket, you crank that uh two headed back end. I think you're gonna show them on something. But it's almost kind of like for me when you were saying that it was kind of like I got beat by you know tons of like women growing up on the traveling team and just to be like, nah, that's my tennis opponent. And then obviously then making it gender once I got into tournaments, are you a 5.5 player? Are you this or like that? We're like, um, it's weird. It's kind of like, obviously when they start ranking people, then I feel like they can, you know, genderize it. But like at the beginning stages, not, nah, they just don't even know anyone and anyone can lay that, you know, that, that, that heavy for, you know, uh, not forehand, that heavy, uh, serve in the corner and let that shit skid off so yeah man it's i like i like where this conversation kind of opened up i think it's important that uh we we pay homage and respect to all athletes mm-hmm. and, I, and i don't think they get enough and it's not just from me being on that side like i've always watched it like my mom growing up played tackle football and damn and you know she it's been it's been around before she started and it's just now getting the notoriety that they wish they had you know when she was playing and she's like she still she still talks about it all the time like, yeah but like those some of those girls man <laughs> man they they tearing dudes up i mean there's there's and we just we just don't give them the homage that they need and they deserve so yeah. 
And I feel like it's a great segue for us to kind of talk about uh, what we were kind of talking about off screen a little bit um, is mentalities and mm. manifestation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in our wonderful studio audience, guest Bradley Hensworth was talking about manifesting. And I think we should definitely talk about like what we attract and how we talk to ourselves. And mm. I will just say over like the last month, um, you know, you know, every therapist needs therapists. I've been going to my, you know, my own therapist and things like that. And like, I've learned that I haven't been talking to myself as kindly as I need to. Mm. And like, I just learned like my, how I talk to myself is like, and which is negative. It's not like, Oh, you're a piece of shit. Oh my gosh. You're, you bomb all this other stuff. It's more like, man, you're not where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And like, this was supposed to happen. That didn't happen. That was on you. And I learned that that's a part of negative self-talk. Damn. And I think the conversation we were having was beautiful when it's talking about manifesting and being where you're supposed to be. And um, I think as men, we don't talk about um, the things that, you know, we have concerns about. And I was wondering if we can just kind of talk about that. No, I have to agree. Um and you, you saying that made me think of myself because I feel like I'm my worst critic sometimes, when it, especially when it comes to like a lot of things that I feel like I should be where I am. But <clears throat> then I, I start talking about like the things that I've done and people are like, wait, you've done this, you've done that. And I always forget about the things that I've done and just worrying about the things I haven't done. And it's like the half full, half empty idea, right? Yeah. Like if you think of the, the cup half empty, you thinking of it backwards instead of looking at it half full. And so it's like... So being able to be more positive with how I like rationalize things or situations and just like unfold things. And I feel like that's a huge piece of like me. And it was a part of me, like it's always been a part of me. And I think changing my mentality, how we begin to kind of talk about that, that attraction is going to help spin myself in a positive, a more positive direction. So I have to agree with you. Like, I think when you can truly speak on yourself and truly like recognize yourself and your self-worth, you don't talk to yourself negatively. Mm. And I think as men, we have to do more of that, um, be more positive in where we're going and how we reflect. And like Bradley was saying, man, your tongue is powerful. And <clears throat> you always think of your tongue powerful in speaking to other people, but you don't think of your tongue being powerful in speaking upon yourself. So um, <clears throat> I think it's another piece to that too. So, And Bradley, would you like to say anything about that? Come on over. Come on down. We've got an audience. Come get on camera. Da, 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 da. There we go. There we go. Get on. We got to get up here. There we go. There we go. All right. Um, just echoing what you were saying about the tongue being powerful. Um, and I referenced a, a few books when we were talking off screen. Um, the Four Agreements is a good one. Um, but really the main one is The Secret. I think The Secret is what really taught me this, like what we speak, we attract. And as I've been on my manifestation journey and just watching things that I speak coming to fruition, it obviously with work put in and whatnot, but it's like, had I had any self-doubt or went along through the day, like 
doubting myself or saying like, you know, cause you can get a little bit of like imposter syndrome when you're like leveling up. Mm-hmm. You've never been to this level before. What makes you worthy, you know, or, um, you know, as you just elevate. So you have to just take that confidence and own it. And example of the tongue is powerful and like making sure you kind of readjust and think positively and speak to yourself positively. Like if you're going through a tough time, I think the example I use like, oh, the other week was tough for me. And I was like, you know what? It's not going to be, I didn't have a breakdown. I had a breakthrough. So that was like an adjustment I made when I was like talking to myself, you know, morning affirmations and whatnot. Um, So like little things like that, like always looking at it half full, like you were saying, um, and just adding a positive spin on it, I think just keeps those endorphins up. For sure. Dun, dun, dun. Back to the main cast. No, so I, I have to I have to continue to agree with what you're saying, and and um, I think it's 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 cool to like to really appreciate perspective and just uh, rationality on like on real, you know, like it's a real statement, and and again, we have to be more positive society, like you know, with everything going on, there's already enough negative, right? Like, how can we continue to pull in something more positive? And, you know, it starts within yourself. And I think you're a reflection of what you say and speak. And um, if you're if you're positive on the inside, you can give positivity on the outside. And I think that's going to make somebody else more positive. Um, and we have to live society that way. I think we do. I, 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 def- I definitely agree with that too as well and when it comes to you know the origins of where you literally talk to yourself about it really comes up from society in like the whole bigger picture in your upbringing because um i believe i read this in a therapy book it's about you know uh it's like you know how resilient are your clients like you want your clients to be a dandelion and why do you want to be a dandelion because if you pick up a dandelion and you rip it up out of the ground. As soon as you uproot that that thing, the seeds are going everywhere, and you're gonna sprout. Right? It's that resiliency. You're gonna get unrooted. You're going to, you know, get pulled up, and you're just gotta sprout somewhere else. And that's why weeds are so hard to kill. So that's why you want to be a dandelion. Um, so on a on a side note to that, we go on positive. Dandelions aren't weeds. Actually, you can eat dandelions truthfully, and they're actually very good in a salad. So. They're not really a weed. They're just a, a flower that we want to get rid of. Manifestation, folks. I got to go uh, unhighlight that. Manifestation at us. We're looking at things uh, in a different perspective. But thank you. I don't think I'll put that in my salad. But uh, it's actually really good for you. It's high in vitamin C and nutrients. And uh, it does a lot of defensive stuff in your in your system. So it's actually a really good in Tea with it is even better. Dandelion tea. It, a lot of ancient cultures used to make dandelion tea. So again, you, <laughs> who is this guy? Again, like, <laughs> like okay. the positivity behind, like, and that's okay. another piece. Like, we get rid of things so quickly because we don't know what they're really good for. Mm. And and I think we have to take a step back. And again, it's for some reason this positive vibe thing right now, man. It's got me in a a whole different train of thought. But it's like. <laughs> We get rid of things because we don't know what they're good for. And it's the same thing with your words, right? Like mm. if, 
if you're getting rid of these negative words, you're getting rid of stuff that you don't even know if it could have been positive for you. You could have had an interaction with somebody you thought was negative and it could have really been positive for you. You could have learned something from that conversation, even if it didn't go how you want it to go. And a lot of conversations won't go how you want it to go, but you can still learn from them. Big facts. Big facts. Interesting. I learned something today, folks, that my friend eats dandelions. <laughs> they're good. And, and they're, you know, and they're great. <laughs> Wash them well. They're good. All right. So in the zombie apocalypse, I got to find you. So we're going to live off the land. I'm not I'm not that good in the plants, but there's definitely a plant book there I wouldn't mind looking through. All right. All right. <laughs> I wanted to just bring up to the origins of like that negative self-talk. And I feel mm. like that comes from our society and it comes from how you came up because there's a lot of uh, dreams that we try to live out that you aren't able to when you're younger. You're like, Jeez. oh, when I get big, I'm going to do this or or and when we have those expectations, I feel like because <clears throat> I, I want to combine everything that you both were saying, that's that's the killer because um, I actually checked like a thing on Instagram uh, between like uh, E.T. the hip hop therapist and the hip hop therapist, the E.T. the hip hop um, uh, preacher and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Scream. <laughs> Scream. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah. He was just talking about both of them were talking about it's you versus you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in this stage, you know, all of our lives, it literally is you versus you, you, you versus the expectations, because um, we talked about inward, inward and not the inward, but inwards when it comes from there, because the external really amplify what we feel on the inside. So mm-hmm. like if you go out and everyone's like, oh, you mm-hmm. have nice shoes, right? And you already believe you have nice shoes on. It's just going to amplify that. But if you come out and you're like, I don't, I don't know about this. And then someone validates that you're like indecisiveness. Then you're like, all right, cool. I, I, I. And is that true confidence? You truly didn't believe mm-hmm. in the belief of what you <clears throat> with your swag. That's so funny. And then the crazy thing, why I want to even shift this even more when we, if we want to talk about like men, right? Men, mental health, men, mental wellness. Um, we have the highest suicide rate men because we don't talk about our problems or issues. And this is why this place was built to like talk about and to be vulnerable when with a lot of different things where, you know, there's a lot of expectations for men to, you have to be this, you have to provide this, you have to take care of any of this and not putting the blame on anyone else. But like when society paints a picture of like, men have to figure these things out or or you can't be soft or things like that what do you think is gonna you know happen what do you think the baseline self-worth oh if i ain't making this then i'm not good enough when we all know that if you have two people working towards a goal whether it's a you know whatever type of relationship it is like we are getting so much further for what the true essence of what happiness is and true yeah. essence of happiness is can you be content? And I didn't I didn't get that job. That's okay. But I did put forth my maximum effort and maybe there's another door. But like when you got your family looking at you and things like that, you're kinda like, damn, I didn't I didn't do that, especially a person who doesn't understand. So I just at least wanna just at least speak on that that 
men having that place where like don't be wrong there's a lot of things men need to work on and do but there's not a lot of spaces where like or sometimes i even hear people just calling out dudes being like you ain't shit and you're like you got two jobs like i'm i'm trying to get it like yeah like that should be rewarded and mm-hmm. it's not as celebrated so and at I, least you want to just talk about that so like the expectation of men i think starts at a young age right like mm-hmm. i was dealing with a, a kid today in school and he got into a fight and i asked him i said you fighting this kid what is this solving his answer to me was him to keep it my name out his mouth or my family's name out their mouth but i said what is that solving for you right in the expectation of being tough and defensive and fighting for survival in this roughness and it's like i think we set an expectation for ourselves to do be this so-called man and we don't give ourselves that opportunity to reflect on our own emotions in our own days and to be like look man i'm hurting today like yeah i'm gonna cry a little bit i'm gonna be soft on the outside and there's nothing wrong with that but we're not like you saying we don't really have that many spaces to be vulnerable as men and have and be able to be like i'm stressed out like and it, it's crazy to be able to say that like and hear kids say that now right like i i work at a high school and i have kids i had a conversation with a girl the other day and she was talking about how stressed out she was mm. and i'm like you shouldn't be 17 years old and stressed out because of real grown-up life stuff mm-hmm. and but we live in a society now and where everybody's stressed out so how like going back to this positivity like mm. how do we find spaces to where we can announce that stress announce that opportunity to be vulnerable and announce that man i might need some help i'm gonna cry today you know what? And I'm going to be proud that I'm going to cry today and let you know I'm going to cry today. But I, I want to be in a safe space to where it can be be open. You know, I feel like that starts with the crazy thing about it starts with you. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, it starts with you. It meaning me like, man, shit sucks. Um, ownership. Ownership. But just knowing that it's going to be OK. And I feel like people, um, and even myself, we dwell on the big pieces of like, this is how things were going to go back to the expectations, right? But being very fluid with, you know, I can't control my journey, but mm-hmm. I know where my destination is. My mm-hmm. destination is, I know I'm going to be happy. I just don't know wow. within the journey how it's going to go. And I feel like a lot of people try to control the journey. That was me. Like, I'm trying to control my journey where you have step five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But in all honesty, nine could be five, five could be seven, and it could be swapped out. And and you, I feel like people have that foism of like rigidity, or not rigidity, the foism of like fluidity, where like, oh, this is fine. Nah, you actually want to go five, six, seven, eight. You just said that. You actually didn't lean in and believe that. So mm. I feel like to go into the spaces being like, man, I'm about to <laughs> knock out this interview, do this shit, and things are going to be cool. But just know that if I don't get this, this is not the end of the world. Yeah. Set expectations, but don't don't demean yourself on the outcome of your expectations. Yeah. Like set set your expectations so you know the direction that you want to go in. 
and you work hard to go in that direction. If it falls fruit, it's going to bear fruit. If it doesn't, your expectation now changes and now your new goal is set to accomplish a different expectation. Don't knock the expectation because I didn't get there. I, well, fucking I'll never play basketball again because I didn't make it. Well, there's other things you can do, right? There's other things you can accomplish. Life changes. People change. Your mentality changes. You have to change. So how can you change and change your perspective on, okay, maybe I can accomplish something different in a different way and be just as successful if, if I was playing basketball or whatever. It doesn't kill you. It makes you stronger. And it goes back to how do you talk to yourself? Yeah. Hi, Robert. You will get through this. Mm. This is it's okay. Like, it's a part of life. Like, I think people go through this life process thinking that everything's everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to hit. Oh, yeah. That everything's going to hit. Like, mm-hmm. do you have room for failure? Do you have room for mistakes? Like, I feel like people don't make room and space and calculate that you're going to fall and you don't know how long you're going to fall for, but you'll eventually get back up. Yeah. Oh, well, what is failure? I think failure is literally also another ego thing Man. in itself because failure really are teachings or lessons. And yep. when we were younger, like we were, Encouraged to fail, like to walk. Oh, you, oh, stand up, baby. Mm-hmm. You don't get. You it. can do it. You can do it. Fail. You can do it. Get on here. Get up again. You exactly. can do it. We gonna we gonna help you get there. And yeah. now it's, oh, you're a failure. You ain't shit. You ain't. And you've done the complete opposite of what we've been taught as a kid. And so it's it's crazy that we talk about failures when it shouldn't even be called failures, right? It's it's breakthroughs. These are the breakthroughs, man. These so, be the breaks. These be the breakthroughs. You're taking, man, how can I learn and grow from this experience? Because ultimately, nobody's perfect in the world. Everyone has breakthroughs. No one, you have to learn from every situation, positive or negative. If you're not learning, you're not growing. Yeah. Right? Like, trees don't ever stop growing. Think about that. When you plant a tree, you look at a tree out in the world, does it ever stop growing? It doesn't. And I feel like this is a great segue to talk about um, the creativity of one guy. I feel like we all know him as Primetime. Okay. Do you know him? Absolutely. Would you like to give more of a football resume? So Primetime is a Hall of, Hall of Fame defensive back, played for Atlanta Falcons for a while, played on a few different teams. But his, his major major hits was for uh, Atlanta Falcons and he led one year, led the league in interceptions and did everything from special teams to he was just all around legend. Then he went on the flip side of that while playing football, went and played baseball and killed it on the baseball field too as well. So all around athlete, very special dude, Hall of Famer, definitely. Um, And he just, he had the swag with it. And it's crazy he talks about his swag because he was like, I never did it with the intention of having or being the first. He was like, I did it because I had a jerry curl and I was sweating in my eyes. He's like, I didn't want sweat in my eyes. And so then people began to see that as him with his swag. And he was just like, it just became a part of who I was. And I carried my swag with me. He was like, I never, never was intended to be cocky. He said, I was just happy all the time playing. And it's like, 
when you think about those things, when we talk about this positivity, he reeked this positivity so people took it as cocky. And sometimes, like, we look at the word cocky and say, like, he's an asshole, he's cocky. No, he might just be positive or confident, and there's a difference. You know, being confident in what you do means that you know for a shadow of a doubt that you're going to be successful doing what you're doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong with being confident? What is wrong with, you know, exuding what you want? Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm good at. I know I am. I I feel like the absence of grace detains confidence, where it's kind of like, we're like, if we're speaking about Dion from like, I got to know, because like I got into football a little later, mm-hmm. like I knew about him because I've heard about, but like I really got to know Dion from like his, like reality TV show and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I liked Dion the person and or primetime because how he spoke to people and how like he really met challenges. Like mm-hmm. I can only imagine, you know, the young version of him talking. And one of the cool things, because he's a um, college coach uh, right now and for his college you know players because college athletes can you know get money now and they get that he had um <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> britney Renner or renner renner there we go britney Br- renner he had her come through to talk to his athletes and that blew up on social media i thought that was not hilarious but very clever because i feel like that's like almost a, a recruiting thing for dion to use next year but it also, if the young men were listening, I heard a couple snippets because we all know her, PJ Washington thing, yak, 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 yak. But like things that I heard and why he brought her in was to educate his men being like, people only want you for one thing. And then Brittany went through like how many check marks she has in her DMs and, you know, you know, how, you know, to get athletes and like really, Dion really cares about growing people. And mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to pay homage to was that in all spirit, I'm so glad this all connects where I was kind of like, what do you think about that? Cause you're coaching. We're like, you know, I know you're coaching the gar- girls and things like that, but would you bring in like, yeah, this is a, this is a Brad Pitt. Don't trust him. <laughs> no. So, so even from like a coach's standpoint, right? Like there's only so much we can really say for them to really understand the impact of what they're doing. Like yeah. I, I coached guys for like 12, 11 years. Yeah. And so like, or boys, let's just say they weren't guys, but boys. And we always used to talk about that. Like that was one of the biggest things that we should talk about was the girls. Like once you start doing well and being successful in this sport, girls will start showing up more and more. And they're going to be attracted to the success that you bring around you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, like we we've been talking about this whole time, this sense of attraction, right? People want to be around positive people. Like if there's something positive going on, people want to be around it. So there's nothing wrong with that. I think the concept gets lost where you lose what you're doing in someone else, right? Like because you're no longer being positive in the thing that you were doing to be positive in, you're chasing positivity in someone else. And I think mm. that's where people get lost. <sighs> Um, so like bringing a girl in like her is like flipping the, flipping the coin, right? Like Mm. this is what happens when you lose sight of what you've been chasing. Now you begin to chase something else instead of what you wanted. Don't get me wrong. PJ got what he wanted by playing in the NBA, but there's a cost that came with it. You know, he lost 
thousands of dollars in the process as a kid with someone who he's not married with anymore or dating anymore. And now it's just she has success off of his success. Yeah, she's been, you know, she, what she, she got a whole successful start in five. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, but a lot of that came from him. You, I don't think so. No, I respectfully don't. disagree. She's been with Colin Kaepernick, Drake. Like, I can, like, she's, like. She, but again, but so on the flip side, so when you say that, I didn't know all that. I don't know her oh, history. Oh, oh, yeah. You keep saying you don't know. This I, is the first person that, that does it. Like, she's fitness, all this other stuff. But, like, no, she's. Instagram influencer and model. She's, she's been in a few music videos. She's a video vixen. She's our modern day. Current, what what is it? Karuchi, uh, superhead. Oh, uh, she's our generation's that, but like successful off Instagram, she gets paid endorsements. Like she had her money, but I I believe the baby deal is like forty million dollars or something. Like whatever. Yeah. What, what I was reading on the different blogs and whatnot. That, that's like what her child support yeah. is. She wasn't making that kind of money. Like she's not a Kylie Jenner getting paid a million dollars a post. She's currently living at home. I mean, after forty million dollars a a month or a year, whatever. Like eighteen years, though. I don't think it's like, okay, you had a baby, you get forty mil. Like he's still new in the NBA. You know, I but mean, when that check when that check increases on him, that in check increases on her. So you know she gonna be out here cheerleading like, "Come on, my dude, let's let's hit it right." Allegedly, I mean, yeah, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, a Hornets. He plays. He plays with my guy Lomelo. Charlotte Get Hornets. Wilson. He hurt. He, he got that COVID. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got tickets to go see him, and he's sick. Hopefully he gets better next week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sad. Shut the. (laughs) I'm going. I I am going. Mm. (laughs) You going by yourself? I am not going by myself. Oh, would you like to know I'm going with? Yeah, I'm going with a girl named Stephanie. Oh, okay. What row y'all sitting in? (laughs) I gotta look at the tickets. Oh, a hundred level, hundred level seats. There (laughs) you go. Nice little date. (laughs) Oh, okay. We not right behind the black seats. Maybe uh-huh. in two years. No, 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 no. Y'all behind the black seats. I, but both <laughs> y'all together. Y'all behind the black seats. We're definitely not that. Mm. Uh, def- I definitely get the tickets I got. were definitely not behind the black seats because they were asking for a thousand dollars. We were, yeah. Like if Lamelo, because like three people on their team got COVID. Like if I would got the tickets, like maybe like this week, they would have been cheaper. But like they got COVID or in their protocol like a week ago, so like ten days they they're vaccinated. So I'm assuming they'll make the travel to Portland uh, next week. So y'all behind the black seats? I didn't pay no thousand dollars for these tickets. I ain't dumb. Oh no, I need a ring on my finger if I start doing dumb shit like that. Ooh, you talking about rings now? Uh oh! Whoa! Uh oh! Uh, I really <laughs> hate this podcast. <laughs> you talk about rigs now? Oh wow! We going there, huh? I can actually cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not live stream, but because I'm a man of my word, I'll keep this shit because I I ain't got nothing to hide. Mm. Besides, it's not too many people listening anyway, so I'm good. 
Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's too but, you know, prime, uh, prime time. I actually we gotta get the audience more af- or often. I like this. I like. I really it's actually funny. really like. This. <laughs> like we need an audience cam now. Yeah, like yeah, like, I like the, this shit. the hecklers. Yeah, he's not even, he's not even heckler. He's all kind of is because he knows my life right now. Oh, absolutely. Anywho, it, ugh, I hate you all. <laughs> Anywho, um, what do you call? What do you call? Him? But like overall, I feel like to like put a button on everything and then we'll end with this funny thing I have for us. Uh, we'll save that other. One for like next week. More serious. Why not play it? Ah, it's too long. I think we just should do it. Think so? I mean, we don't have to play the whole piece, but just talk about it. Oh, okay. Because most likely people have seen. It. Okay. Unlike me, I'm not a social media person like that. Fair. Um, I would say, um, I really wish there was a lot more people like Dion to think outside the box. Yeah. Where like I and and what it looked like, I know. Um. Britney was probably paid and stuff, but like I know Dion wasn't being like, oh, look at Britney and all this stuff. Like he was really like setting the stage for even her too, being like, hey, you can help these young men. And I know you're going through this kind of stuff too, as well, where I know that's good recruiting for Dion for him to get more, you know, uh, high level athletes because he's going to help you improve on the field and off the field to be prepared for the NFL. And then on top of that, you know, because that's what the NFL is looking for, you know, men who get it, men who are all. Who are there? Who could be a first round draft pick? And um, I just hope that you know there are more opportunities and more teachers like that to mm-hmm. you know to be out there in the world because I felt like that was super dope. Because if I know if I was a coach, especially at that level, I would be spending you know my money to do innovative ways to be like, what are you doing after football? Like, what are you doing right now? I know you're not going to class. <laughs> a fundamental root, like if men had the, the foundation of more than like, okay, you grow up, whatever, you do well, and like trophy wife kind of situation, you know what I mean? Like there's so much more to, to women. Like mm. really find like that deeper attraction below the surface. Yep. Then they will yeah. be like, okay, I'm on now. I could, I'm going to go get a Barbie, you know, like, why you know why not you know some doctor lawyer attorney See? smart girl or this and that but there's that that comes also with that toxic masculinity in yeah. the household <laughs> as a youngin you know like mm-hmm. hiding your feelings this and that oh you know talk to this girl son and okay what kind of girls you talk you know like there's so many other things besides just getting the boy to to you know there's so much other things I feel like boys should be taught about girls. And then as I grow into young men, that mentorship, so like he did. But if this was happening before high school level, college level, even middle school with coaches, because, you know, y'all talk about different things on the field. I played middle school, high school sports. You know what I mean? Like your coaches really talk to you. Conversations you might not have at home if they were having more healthy conversations Mm -hmm. about dating and once that level starts happening and whatnot and not promoting certain things, you know, social media has a lot to do with the influence as well. But I just feel like men would look for more than just like a beautiful frame, you know, because yeah, I'm not saying she's, you know, an ignorant girl, like she's made her own success. She has books, stuff like that. But in general, 
it's like looks like oh she's stacked she's thick she's this like is she gonna bring you like peace you know does she know like high does she have high emotional intelligence so she knows like something's off with you today like maybe you know you know where to add and where to take away Mm. you know like bringing balance to the man yeah and just like looking for those other like key elements rather than the looks yeah that fades yeah and i mean and that that even i think taps into like when we talk about like successful relationships right like I mean, I think we had a little bit of a conversation about this before. It was like um, LeBron and his wife, and and Dwayne Wade and and Gabrielle Union, right? Like we we talked a little bit about those uh, those relationships, and we and being taught young what a relationship looks like and the expectations of relationships can help. Like, don't get me wrong; like they've both Gabrielle and Wade, they both went through their, their periods of time and. But they're at a point where, like, Gab, Gabrielle had her own money. Dwayne Wade had his own money. And, and they became more successful together, right? Like, and they built on each other. And he was an athlete dealing with some of the stuff he had to deal with. And he's been through some situations. But, like, when you see the a real relationship, you, you see, like, comfort. You see, like no expectation you see uplifting mentality like you see love and joy and like well that's from what we can see at least you know what i'm saying but of course you're going to have rough patches in all relationships that's that's just a part of it but how do you bounce back how do you climb out of those holes and really like we don't teach young kids those we we teach them like oh you got oh girl's number okay what you doing with it right like (laughs) what you doing with it oh you took her on a date where'd y'all go oh you just went to the movies like you sure you went to the movies like right like you you're setting the tone for unsuccessful relationships instead of setting the tone of like being respectful and understanding and listening to your partner and um, respecting space and under like communication and all these things that help a young person develop into being a man. And like all those things that also help develop a relationship. Okay. I, I refute some of that. The only reason why I refute some of that is because there's an art to, you know, a date there's an art to oh absolutely hype for that i feel like it has to be like coincided with you know how you said something or how you're talking to that person and i feel like that has to be as celebrated as like oh you got the day you know got the number and it's kind of like you know what are your intentions with this person mm. and that being celebrated and that being um talked about as well because i feel like that's not as talked about because that is the most ambiguous part with relationships everyone's intentions you intentions don't come until one person is overwhelmed with so much feelings where you know it, it gushes it's like it's so hard to sit at a table on the very first one two days to be like all right where are you where are you where are you at with this everyone's like oh no you're rushing this i'm like no it's just great what what what, what? actually i will actually say this i feel like once people say stuff or like oh i want this they always think that they're locked in forever no what you do you have another conversation like i really thought this like two days ago and i reflected and i don't want this like this like 
there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Mm-mm. And I feel like that's something that people like don't go in when you go on these very first dates being like, man, like this is clearly where I'm at, but like, I'm very open to this. And I feel like everyone's like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to be on my best behavior. But I feel like those real dates that really go the test of time is like when you treat it, like I'm about to just go hang out. I'm let the conversation flow naturally. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm showing up. Like you're dope. Like this is where I'm at in my life. I, I want something sexually. I don't, or I don't want this or I do want this. And like, um, I feel like that is, you know, just shunned upon. That's all. But I, it's like, I, I had this conversation on, on one of the podcast before. It's like going on a date with no expectations. Like yep. when you go into the date with no expectations, there's a lot more positivity that comes out of that. You don't know. That could be your lifelong partner. That could be your best friend that comes out of that date. Like that could just be a good time. Like, and there's nothing wrong with any of those expectations, but it also don't set an expectation to go into the date saying, oh, I'm looking for my husband right now. And that's not going to set you up for anything successful because you might push that person away because they're not in the same space as you. And there's nothing wrong with giving somebody time to figure out if you are that person for them. Like, I think we, when you push too much of yourself on someone else and they get uncomfortable, a tendency is to put up a wall up and say, nah, fuck this, I'm done. Even though that, that person might actually have been for you. I also will push back just a little bit where it's kind of like, it's to me it's like a balance thing. You got to have that, but it's also tastefully talking about your intentions. Not mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm trying to fuck. Like that shit, right? Like if it happens, it happens. But like, like I'm still trying to enjoy you as the person because that's the foundation of it. Like, yeah. can you still see value out of this person if it goes this way, that way, or it's a friendship, casual hookup, or that? I feel like that's not spoken about enough, and it's a means to an end. And I guess for me, I'm just such a balanced type of a dude where it's kind of like, um, like I feel like in so many ways, like, and I don't, you don't, you don't have to agree with that. I feel like you kind of just know sometimes like i'm here because of this mm-hmm. like loosely like you have a loose like association like eh, i don't want this to happen like and i feel like if we combine what you're saying of going in with no expectations but also knowing like my initial like thought of like asking this person out was for this potential two one to three areas it's really like putting you at calm it's putting you at ease being like i did initially think my initial thought was this but it actually has turned out to be this and that's okay mm-hmm. so but that's my whole kitchen computer with that no i have to i have to agree and and say like like when you go into it's like you know when you meet somebody and mm. you're like you know what let's go on a date <clears throat> like if the intention of that date is to take this person back to the apartment or the house or wherever. Mm. I think that's that has been announced early on. Right? And if that other person doesn't know, it becomes awkward. Right? <laughs> right? Like uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and I, either I, I, on both sides. But if the intention of the date is to say like I want to be present and I want to be with you, be present with you, the intention of that date can go in any direction. Mm. And it could be like Yeah, being present. Yeah, yeah. It can be like, oh yeah, we're we're great friends, or you know what, let's go again and let's go to 
such and such place and do another one, right? And yeah. now that the other intention can come back alive, right? Like, oh, okay, maybe I can take this one back to my group. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can actually have like a a real in depth conversation about moving forward. And now, but I, I think for me, it's like it shouldn't be the first or second date. You're like, what's your, what do you want out of this? Like, you didn't even give me time to get to know you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you haven't even gave me the opportunity to say, like, I actually like being around this person. Because if you're asking on the first date, I'd like to be around you. And then tomorrow we go on a date. And I'm like, I can't stand this person at all. Well, the intention is completely different. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes you just, it just got to take time. Like, in any relationship, man, in any relationship, it takes time anyway. Right? Like, even if we were like, oh, yeah, we're getting... We're getting married tomorrow. It's still going to take time in order to have a real good marriage. It's still going to take time to be in a really good relationship. It's still going to take time. So what's the rush of saying like, yes, my intentional goal with you is this, but you know what? Let's try and walk through the steps to get there. Don't, don't, y'all niggas don't look at me. <laughs> Especially Brad. Y'all niggas are wilding. Y'all talking about shit that got fucking history. Anywho. Uh, yeah, nah, no, no, no. I get it. You got history. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> listening to this podcast. Is deep. Yeah. Uh, our 50 <laughs> listeners going to be what the fuck these niggas talk about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's power in doing nothing. I agree. But I respectfully will just, I'll, and this is why this is the Play No Game show. We're not always supposed to agree fully, but oh, in absolutely. so many, in so many ways, I feel like we're, you know, saying different, uh, different odds of the spectrum. But at the end of the day, I feel like I was saying this. We're like, um, actually, Cost was saying this too on one of the clips I put out, you know, everyone, you have to be this or you have to be that, you know? And I'm glad he really said that because I always tried to be not a this or that on the opposite polar sides where like, I wanted to be like, what does balance look like? Like, I feel like you're going to need both sides of that spectrum of like, cause people feel energy. We're like, you, they're going to know if you want to, you know, do that. But I feel like if you come at a situation balance, willing to, you know, fail, willing to, you know, be open. I feel like the uh, possibilities are endless. Um, if we're, you know, bringing things back to how we originally started about how you're talking to yourself and, you know, how you're talking about situations. So, yeah. You got uh, anything else in the tank, partner in crime? I, I just had to process a lot of what you were saying and it like, yeah. like the balance in life is just important period right so um yeah so we had to think about that but we can move on to that next topic so <laughs> yeah we can we can finish home with the next topic you are really wanted this next topic absolutely because i don't really know too much about it okay so we are really doing this next topic yeah, um absolutely. we i will say this we will have to conduct this in the next three to four minutes because i want to be timely um with time <laughs> <laughs> This video is five minutes. I can't play this. You don't have to play the whole video. All right. But what does it talk like? It's talking about are you are we really compatible or is it just shared slash similar dysfunction? I'll go. Coming off of compatibility just by itself can be a trap. Because first off, you can be compatible with a demon. 
<laughs> like devils know what you like too. The type of women that you like, you want her to have more curves in the highway. The type of man that you like, you want him tall with broad shoulders and a beard. The enemy can send you pain, gift wrapped as your preference. No. So that's just the first thing about how compatibility can be a trap. The second thing is compatibility is season based. It is possible for you to be compatible with the season of their struggle, but not the season of their success. I want somebody who's going to be there for me if I hit rock bottom. Well, what if they can only handle your rock bottom, but they can't handle your upward season? So now the question becomes, are we really compatible or do we just share similar dysfunction? We're both broken in the same area. We're both wounded over the same things. We have the same feelings over the same wounds, so we end up sharing hearts. But what happens if one of you heals and the other one doesn't? And just because you heal doesn't mean that you can make them heal. What happens if one of you heal? Yeah, we're done with this. <laughs> wow, that was wild. So good, and it, it's kind of what what I was thinking about the Brittany situation because young men are are groomed, and we already talked about like the thing and the coach and growing up, and they just look at the frame. But if this, she's not stupid. She's like smart girl. So, like you said, you can be compatible with the demon. You're compatible because, like, oh, the frame is popping. You like all of this. This is all you know. You don't know how to get deeper. But she knows how to pick your vault like a, like a thief. A day at the spa for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, so, yeah, he really touched on. I thought that was Pac-Man or. or um, Jerry Flowers Dot Jr. Shout out to him. He was a uh, really y'all had in common and i want us to be so whole and so secure that when we heal we don't end up feeling guilty because they're crawling but we now have wings Mm -hmm. it's not just about compatibility it's about suitability does this individual suit my assignment well do they complement what it is that god has me doing in earth while i'm here in time when a man or a woman has found that that's a blessing because when god gives a blessing you're not going to have to exchange your mental health as payment to keep it. So maybe you're so exhausted because your breastfeeding toxicity. <laughs> breastfeeding toxicity. I have logged out. <laughs> so, so, so it's, so my question to you after hearing this is like, Jesus Christ had dreads and he shook them. So my, my question is like, are you understanding what suitability means? And as society, do we talk about suitability as a culture, as a people, or even as a responsible way to be in a relationship? Oh, I'm asking you that oh, question. Oh, asking me? Dang, that's crazy you're asking. That's crazy you're asking me that. Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> I, I these people the most they are really throwing these sub tweet shots at me especially bradley i i definitely <laughs> think so um woo. this is very relevant absolutely that's why i asked you can you ask me a question again so he talks about suitability um are we talking about suitability in our culture and is it relevant to your situation <laughs> wow <laughs> Whoa, we are really going there. 
I changed. Oh, I think I changed the question a little bit, but it's all good. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I'm gonna answer Today's the first part. Robert. It's relevant in the culture. I think this is very relevant in the culture because this kind of reminds me to. I think what I have to say is. <laughs> I think what I really have to say is like people. <laughs> People don't understand. Spit it out, Robert. <laughs> I think people don't understand. Like, yeah, when you're healed, <laughs> this is too hilarious. When you're healed and doing shit, um, it's it's important because uh, the move forward aspect, and the one thing that I really appreciate that he talked about is you know people being suitable for you in those moments, mm-hmm. and um. It kind of remind me remind me of like survivor or survival guilt or and things like that, where it's kind of like, yeah, you could be with the rag to riches story and things like that, but like, there's got to be a point in time where you know you've been there before. And I think Jay Z is a pretty good example of like, you know, I got to move and do things differently. Like that's like old shit that I've been doing, and I think that people just have this mentality of like, oh, I got to keep it real i gotta keep it this like i've always been like this so i always gotta keep an element of that and when it comes into like the territory of like love and things like that i think you gotta understand and the reason why i like brought up jay-z is like things evolve like man i had opportunity fucks it up with my girl and like i had opportunity to run it back and after that shit he moves hella differently he moves with the assignment and i think people don't understand the importance of moving with that assignment and not having any guilt and killing that you know that toxicity as he was saying your breastfeeding toxicity i was like what are in those chichas like good lord but i think how that relates to my situation is i'm the goat and <laughs> as the goat um you gotta make goat decisions and they're all this. This is the play no games show, so I ain't playing no games. And I think with my own situation, uh, I had to make some decisions, and I'm proud of the decisions I had to make. And um, I think for me, uh, that person knows uh, that I don't play no games. And what I mean, what I mean, and what I say is kind of like I'm moving forward in my life and I would want this person but at the same time you know if this person doesn't get like a version of like healed and things like that which I know that they can do then you know my assignment while I'm here you know it won't fit because I believe this person could be a part of that assignment so it's mm. I would say this. I think it's the responsibility of the healed person to, you know, hold both things. So you can hold both things. But yeah, answer that question. And I may edit this out, but who knows? Um, truthfully, I think it, it goes back to where we started this whole thing. Oneself, right? Like if you don't know what you're suitable for in yourself, in your purpose, how, how do you find what suitability looks like in other people? and season and you know like seasons are going to come and go and you're going to feel mixed emotions between the each season right but if i know what's suitable for me for me like me personally what i'm suitable for 
anybody coming into that window in that opportunity, um, I know how they can suit me. And I think that is what, um, you know, we have to go back to is like finding out our needs and our wants, right? Like we always want something. We always do, but do we need it? That's the most important piece. And is it, is it right for what we're doing? Right. Like he talked about how, like, if I'm healed and this person's not healed, am I still able to pick this person up? And if they're suitable, they understand that process. If they're not, they won't understand that. And, and at the end of the day, like, you got to find that person that's going to help heal you as much as you heal them. It's like that give and take piece, right? Like, because you're going to have your moments, like you said, the seasons, you're going to have your seasons where I feel some type of way. And you feel some type of way. And if I can't pick you up during the season, the season that you feel some type of way and you can't pick me up, then we're not suitable for each other. And that's just a, a reality in the fact of like, you really have to figure out what seasons make you suitable, what seasons that you aren't suitable in and find that other person that's going to help you be su- suitable in those seasons. Well, this has been a hilarious installment of the show. Bradley, would you like to say something before we? <clears throat> so Bradley's going to wrap, wrap us, wrap us, take us towards our ending. Um, he has something to say real quick. I just want to say that was like so well said. And I saw something that said connect. Are you really connected with someone or are you just attached? Mm. And I think in relationships, Sometimes friendships, relationships, when you elevate, when you're growing, um, when you're going through these seasons and you talk about suitability and like being healed and is this person healed? And like, you know, now, like he was saying in the video, when I have wings and they're still like crawling, like, will they understand the reason? Like, you know, I've healed to gain these wings and whatnot. But, you know, like the butterfly can still be attached to you know, the home, the cocoon, whatever, you know, still come back and like check it out or, you know, look at the other caterpillars, but they're like, you know, if there's a true connection there, maybe they'll hover around until the other caterpillar they might have been like in love with or con- deeply connected with manifests into a, a butterfly. Or I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm saying love, but in, in general, for me, it's friendships. I, I've never like officially been in love, but, you know, I have a lot of friendships and I have deep, you know, I tr- all my relationships, I feel like, but everyone moves at different paces, different speeds. You know what I mean? You, you hear people quote all the time, like that person might not be able to go to the top with you or, you know, you're going here. You have to shed some, you got to shed some people to, you know, uh, I posted the other day, like elevation. Uh, requires separation like you know as you elevate like separating from things people relationships it's not a personal thing it it comes from healing and being healed and just having a new perspective and finding things that are newly suitable for your new being Mm. but i often think and revert to people or things that i was like attached to and i can see it now like i wasn't really connected with this person or these people, I was attached to them for a season, for a reason, for a healing process, whatever the case was. But once I healed or or elevated or leveled up, I understood that there wasn't really a connection there. There was an attachment. So, and, and I'm at peace with that. 
you know um but i think you what you said was phenomenal and like yeah that videos i got to get this video now robert and listen to the whole thing it it was very very on task and yeah good vibes ending on good vibes yeah and so this has definitely been uh an episode of uh all all areas but remember like at the end of the day like it's all about self self love self worth and understanding where you are with yourself and putting that perspective into play and and really like taking advantage of that um this is the play no game podcast um this episode's been dry snitching in this in this episode episode. what y'all talking about y'all dry snitching on who Nigga, oh me! <laughs> fuck. No, first and foremost, listeners, they're looking at me saying some shit. Say this shit to me off camera. It, it don't matter. It don't. We matter. play no games, right, Robert? We play Apparently no games. So I can't wait when I play no games with y'all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nope. Nope. This this has been the Play-Doh Games podcast slash show. Bradley Ensworth, I can't wait till we play no games, my man. This has been the show. Peace. <laughs> Probably wonder if I think of you. Sorry, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, I'm for the bag right now. Yeah, for the bag that I never had. Yeah, you probably mad right now. Yeah, I got a two-piece now. Oh, shit, I think they call them groupies now.